Welcome to this week's episode of Compound Your Knowledge. This week we have two research papers which we'll be looking at this week. The first one is on tax managed factor strategies. The second one is on buying stocks trading above 10x sales. A good idea. The first one, tax managed factor strategies. This is a good follow up to a paper we had last week on tax loss harvesting. The authors decompose strategy returns into factor alpha, tax alpha, and residual return for six tax managed versus six tax indifferent factor strategies and for one indexing strategy. What's the point of this comparison, Jack? So the main idea in this paper is to see how does tax loss harvesting, how, if you tried to quantify how much this could add to the returns, how, how much does it actually add? So that's the main idea behind this paper. So they look at it both for like an index return, such so just like Russell 1000 index, yep. as well as some well-known factor strategies like value, momentum, size. Got it. And does the typical tax loss harvesting approach increase after-tax returns for the strategies considered? It actually does. And so what they do, and I think it's good to look at the baseline, which is just like the index, which is the Russell 1000. Right. So what they find is, you know, if you had just invested in the Russell 1000 and it was tax indifferent, right, you just track it perfectly, you would have zero tax strategy. Now, alternatively, throughout the period, you know, if you have stocks that have losses, you can potentially realize those losses, invest in something similar. Mm -hmm. And what that's going to do is it's going to cause some deviation from the index tracking, right? Because mm -hmm. now you've sold off some of the positions, but potentially it adds alpha. Right. And what they show is over that time period, it's about 2% annualized. So clearly, you know, there's assumptions on, you know, you're going to use losses to offset other gains in your portfolio, mm -hmm. right? But I think it's a good baseline to look at how the, how the study's set up where it basically adds about 2% to just your standard index. Mm -hmm over this time period. And then when you apply it to other factor strategies, a natural question becomes, okay, assuming I can get about that in tax alpha, mm -hmm. how much tracking error do I have to take, right? Because if you're a value investor, maybe you're like, oh, I don't wanna sell value stocks yeah. because I'm gonna lose by maybe not being in the stocks. And what they find is there's not, the tax alpha is still pretty big and you don't, take, you don't have to take crazy tracking error. Um, relative to those respective indices. Gotcha. And so what's what's the kind of big takeaway here then? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, if you're running managed accounts, I think tax loss harvesting is a smart idea, right? Even at an individual stock level, which is kind of what they were looking at in this study. Which is kind of the same conclusion we came to last week. Tax loss harvesting may be overrated, but still typically a good thing. Yeah, I mean, when we used to run value strategies and managed accounts, we would do the same thing, yeah. right? If you have a loss in a value stock, you can realize said loss, put in the next cheapest name, yeah. right? And you get, there's got obviously gonna be tracking error relative to your baseline portfolio, but you know, the hope is that it's not, not too crazy. Right, and, that, and that, that's the key of the mechanics. If you own 50 value stocks, and you sell that 50th one, and now you own your 51st ranked value stock, right? Yeah. So, so that's the potential tracking error. Is that 50th stock better, you know, gonna be that much of a difference or whatever between that 51st stock that you now own? Um, but. And what that paper finds is it's minimal. Of course, what they're looking at, what the indices that they're tracking. Yeah. 
Okay. The, the second and last paper we'll look at this week uh, was written by Jack, and it was called Buying Stocks Trading Above 10x Sales, a Good Idea? Question mark. Um, what caused you to write this paper? Yeah, so I kind of got brought in this conversation through Twitter. People were just you know, talking about firms potentially being overvalued, trading at these, what people, especially most value investors are going to say, these are crazy multiples. Yep. Right, like you're, you're trading at 20, 30 times sales. Yep. This kind of seems crazy. Um, so, natural question is okay, well, let's just see how that would have done in the past. Mm -hmm. So, that's why I, start, I did the study. So, and so then, how, how did you construct the study? So, what I did was uh, every month I looked at the 1,500 largest firms in the US. And so, that was your baseline universe showed you know the correlation to Russell 1000 was almost 99.7%, so pretty high. Um, and then what I did was I then either classified every month a stock as being above or below 10x revenue, right? Because that was kind of the idea. What, you know, how many firms are trading above and how did it do in the past? Gotcha. Uh, and then what did the results show on that? So what they showed is that you know over the long run, uh, purchasing stocks below 10x revenue did slightly better than the market, and the firms that traded above 10x sales traded actually you know underperformed the market. So you know highly valued companies uh, on a price per sales basis, at least 10x or above, underperformed from 1990 to 2019. But, you know, one of the things, and I was just interested when I finally, when I kind of got pulled into this conversation, is that we know that a lot of well-known factors have kind of underperformed recently. Mm -hmm. So my initial inclination was this actually probably did well recently. And if you look over the past 10 years, that strategy would have beat the market. Right. And so. and that's really the, the genesis what drove this, because we what, what you just stated, we, we know that, kind of. You know, we know it's like, oh... If, had we owned cheaper stocks over 10x instead of 10x sales stocks in the past, mm -hmm. we would have done well. Had we owned cheaper stocks as opposed to the market in the past, we would have done well, right? But the, the, I think that's the interesting result, and that's what's like fueling all this mania. If you want to argue the other side, you're like, yeah, but look at the last five years, 10x sales did great. Or what? What was what was the time frame you looked at where you said the 10x sales did It was the last well? 10 years. Last actually. 10 years, yeah, so, there you go. Now there was no you know crises or big drawdowns in equity markets. Because if you go back 10 years, that's like March of 09, right. which is we were kind of almost, we might have been exactly at the bottom, yeah. or right around the bottom. Which right. just drives so, people nuts, right? Like, because you're like, you've been trying to argue for fundamentals for 10 years, and it just, you know, yeah. you, you pick these expensive so, things, you, you would have done well. So, so how many firms today are trading above 10x sales and how does that compare to past history? Yeah, so um, currently it's around, I think, 120, 130 yeah. in that range. Uh, the mean over that time period was 70 firms. The median was like 50, yeah. right? So clearly slightly above. It's going to vary. Like in the dot-com bubble, right, it was like, way more than that it was a couple hundred right a couple hundred yeah so so clearly it's going to vary from time to time to time i showed the chart of the ends across time yeah um so that was interesting so that and that's the crazy thing right the dot-com bubble so it it, it, it could contain it could get a lot worse 
before it gets better in a sense, unless you're yeah. Now afterwards, there was a, you know if you did want to do the above ten x revenue, you did have an eighty two percent drawdown. Yeah, in that portfolio, good, that's so. a good drawdown. That's yeah, pretty good. That'll sting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then it, what, what 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 was your conclusion on the paper then? Uh, you know, the conclusion is, you know, we talk about, you know, never buy expensive stocks. So just, just highlighting that, you know, while that may be a good strategy, even over a 10-year period, sometimes buying expensive stocks on a price to sales basis can do well. Right. So just highlighting, you know, investing's hard. Um, and how did this strategy do over the past 10 years and over the full-time period? All, yeah. All investing hard. Value investing's painful. Um, but we, but we kind of knew all that, and that this helps uh, send, send that point home. Yep. So, all right, that's what we got for this week for Compound Your Knowledge. We'll see you guys next week. The views expressed in this recording are the personal views of the participants as of the date indicated, and do not necessarily reflect the views of Alpha Architect itself. Nothing contained in this recording constitutes investment, legal, tax, or other advice, and should not be viewed as a current or past recommendation or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any securities, or to adopt any investment strategy. The information in this recording is based on current market conditions which will fluctuate and may be superseded by subsequent market events or for other reasons. Alpha Architect does not resume any duty to update forward-looking statements. The information in this recording has been developed internally and or obtained from sources believed to be reliable. However, no representation or warranty, express or implied, is made or given by or on behalf of Alpha Architect as to the accuracy and completeness or fairness of the information contained in this recording. Any liability as a result of this recording, including direct, indirect, special, or consequential loss or damage is expressly disclaimed. Copyright 2018, Alpha Architect LLC, all rights reserved.